Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to want my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. So this past weekend was very fun. It was my birthday weekend. Uh, I turned the big old age of two, 2.8, and we went to Palm Springs. The boyfriend and I went to Palm Springs. We, we usually go to Palm Springs every year, but this year was extra special because some diaper boys here in LA, we decided to get rooms at CCBC. And CCBC was very accommodating. Um, you know, it wasn't an official event, but, you know, after we told them, like, what we were doing, um, they were they just gave us some rules and they were like, hey, just don't leave dirty diapers around and try not to smell the place up. And so, you know, we want to do this event again. So we were, we followed the rules to a T. Um, and then when we checked out, it sounded like, you know, they would host us again. So that was really cool. Um, but the event itself, the whole diaper takeover, it was so much fun. I mean, we walked around in just our diapers. We hung out in Pamper Player's room. So he rented out like a bigger room that had that had a living room. And so, you know, we would do snuffs there and changes and um, squishing around. You know, we had some diaper playtime in the bedroom. Very fun. It was all very fun. The story that sticks out to me, though, is we almost died. Basically, what happened was, so at CCBC, it's very cruisy. There's even like a sex playground in the back. And so we were all sitting around in the living room talking and someone knocks on the door. And so I was like, hmm, let me go check. Because maybe it could have been another diaper boy. So I peer through the blinds on in the door, and I don't see anyone. And so I open the door, and standing next to the door, so no one in the living room can see, is this... He honestly looked homeless because he had, like, this dirty blue sweatshirt. He was bald. I think he had scars, like, on his head. And he was, he had this like glass eye and he was basically like, I'm cold. Can I have one of your sweatshirts that are on the table out here? And I said, no, um, they're not mine. And I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, giving them away. And so he says, well, can you ask? And I said, no, I can't ask. Um, maybe the front desk can help you. And he basically like mumbled something and walked away. And so I go back to the couch and we're talking again, wetting our diapers And then all of a sudden, there's like this jingling at the door, like someone's trying to break in. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm too high for this. And so I start freaking out a little bit. I call the front desk. The front desk is like, we're understaffed. We can't send anyone. And I was like, great, I'm going to die. And so um, finally, the door opens. And Don Mike, who has been on this podcast before, goes, wait, we're not looking for sex. 
which I thought was funny. Like, that would be the last words that you say before you die. Like, hold up, sorry, we're not looking for sex. I thought that was so funny. And then to make it worse is I kept thinking of ways to make the story funnier. So every time I would retell the story, it would be someone walked into the room and Don Mike would go, wait, we're not looking for sex. But then someone else in the room would be like, well, speak for yourself. Or the story grew into, wait, we're not looking for sex. Speak for yourself. And then, <laughs> and then you know, the guy would be like wearing a diaper too and be like, oh, it's a twist of events. I don't know. The whole, the whole story was funny. I thought it was very fun. The whole weekend was fun. Um, I really want to do like another diaper vacation. I think they're so cool. They're so different, right? They're different than your typical diaper hangouts at like a bar or something, you know, because you're on vacation, you know, there's no, there's no cares. There's no adult responsibilities. All right, kiddos, let's get into Newsy's niche. In this week's Newsies Niche, I want to talk about ABDL stories. ABDL stories are very special to me because they were my introduction to being an ABDL. When I was younger, I would go to the website Deeker Diaper all the time to read stories. And they had a variety of stories. They had, you know, car road trips where, you know, the little boy couldn't hold it and he wet his pants in the car and... You, they had stories where the diaper jock would, you know, diaper you up or your your college roommate would diaper you up. I mean, they had hundreds of stories. I don't think anyone could read all of them. There were so many stories. And it was basically my diaper porn. These stories were so descriptive. And, you know, it made me feel not alone knowing that, you know, this is a fetish for another person. And so I would go to this website all the time. So ABDL stories for me are very special. So I thought in honor of this holiday episode, I would read you an ABDL story. And it is a very special story because it is written by my friend, the Kyle movie. So here's the premiere of the land of rainbows. The door slammed shut. Ben trudged back into his room, tossing his backpack onto his bed. The dimly lit cavern that doubled as his sleeping quarters always seemed to be caving in on him. But that was typical for a college dorm room, when space is at a premium in the middle of nowhere Virginia. Today had been the nightmare that no one wanted. The kind of thing that Ben had heard of happening to others online. Today, everyone in Science 231 learned that Ben Watkins wore diapers. Ben fought back tears as he thought about what had happened. Adam, the university top football player, had been sitting behind him tossing small pieces of paper at Ben as usual. He always did that during class, refusing to pay attention to the incessant dronings of the professor. Ben tried to ignore him, but Adam was insistent. Adam would add extra fuel to Ben's Bunsen burner when he wasn't looking, purposely spilling water on his lab notebook, unplugging his microscope, plunging his samples into utter darkness. But what was even more frustrating was Ben could never understand why Adam chose him as his target. And because this was college, it wasn't like the professor was going to do anything about it. But today, Ben's nemesis had gone too far. The class had all gathered around their lab tables when Adam stepped on the back of Ben's lab coat, causing it to rip and yank apart, revealing Ben's jeans. But what Ben hadn't realized was that he mistakenly tucked the back of his shirt inside his diaper when getting dressed earlier today. 
which meant now that the lab coat was torn to shreds on the floor, the back of his thick dinosaur patterned diaper was full display to the entire class. Fuck me for sitting in the front row. Oh my gosh, Adam said, shocked when he saw what Ben was wearing. He instantly put his hand to his mouth and began pointing and laughing with his friends, intent on driving as much attention to Ben's predicament as possible. The rest was history. So now Ben sat in his dorm room holding on to his stuffy cell. The little stegosaurus, aqua and orange with spikes on its tail, looked back at him, its eyes still and quiet. For a moment, Ben wished Sal could actually talk back and provide reassurance that everything was going to be fine. Insistent that people will forget all about this in the morning. Ben had the little stuffy for years now, and Sal always managed to calm him down when he was feeling sad, even if the little dinosaur couldn't talk. Only, because of his anxiety, today Sal didn't exactly have the same effect. There was something about everyone knowing his secret, that he wore diapers that made holding Sal feel a little less comforting than usual. Ben just wanted to go to sleep. Maybe when I wake up, he reasoned, the next day will be better. So Ben did what he had done every night since he got in his own private dorm room on campus. He pulled out a thick white diaper and fluffed it out. Then he laid back and tucked it underneath of himself. After a generous helping of powder and a slight wiggle, Ben took the tapes and secured the diaper, bottom tapes first, of course. He flexed his legs a little as he untucked the bleak guards and grabbed Sal and curled up with the little dinosaur and went to sleep. Tomorrow, he reasoned, couldn't be worse. It could only be better. Ben's eyes flung open, instantly realizing something was different. He could smell it before he could see it. It was the scent of... candy? Next, his ears adjusted, and he could hear a nearby stream flowing, the water making noises as it hit the rocks on the side of the river. Ben opened his eyes and gasped. He wasn't in his dorm anymore. No, he was someplace different. Someplace... better? All around him, he saw grassy fields and tall trees. He craned his neck and he could see... Playgrounds? Hundreds of them. A boat was making its way down the river, while to his right, he heard the sounds of people playing a game of tag. But what really caught his attention was the giant stegosaurus that was staring at him, smiling. He instantly recognized the dinosaur, still violently aqua and orange. Yes, there stood Sal, grinning at Ben, who suddenly felt very small. Sal? Ben asked, watching the dinosaur swing its tail back and forth a bit. Are you ready for adventure? Sal asked, her voice sounding quite angelic in the field they were standing. Wait, you're a girl? I'm a dinosaur. Ben stuttered a bit more and then shook his head. What are we? We have work to do, Sal said, taking a few steps forward so she stood right next to Ben. Earlier today, you told me what had happened at school with Adam. Ben's stomach sank. His blood began to race as he replayed the scene of Adam and the other kids pointing and laughing at his exposed diaper. Ben shook his head to clear his mind for a moment. But Sal was insistent. I have an idea, but we need to hurry if we're going to find the golden onesie. The what? The golden onesie, Sal said, walking towards the pathway and disappearing down the clearing. Ben, confused, ran after his now fully animated and independent stuffy, which was walking at a critically aggressive pace. How is a golden onesie going to help me regain my dignity? Sal explained to Ben that the golden onesie was the answer to his problems. Onesies, the dinosaur explained, not only keep soggy diapers from drooping, but protect kids from unwanted diaper exposures, name-calling, and inspire self-confidence with their cute designs. They have a few other magical properties, but Sal insisted that there wasn't time to talk about that now. Ben glared at the dinosaur and stopped walking. He didn't expect that to be the answer. How was a onesie going to make everyone stop teasing me? Ben questioned. 
but Sal kept walking, yelling behind her. We need to hurry. Morning is coming, and once the sun hits your eyes back in the real world, it'll be too late. Ben and Sal made their way down the field and past the streams and rolling hills. He noticed as they walked that there were no shadows. Anywhere. Even looking down at where his diaper shadow should be, there wasn't one. Every place he looked was clear as day. And the air. It was sweet. Ben suspected even the flowers and grass were made of candy and managed to sneak a taste as they trounced through the landscape. While the sun beat down on him in this magical land, he didn't feel hot. Instead, he felt safe, like a warm hug. Ben waddled down the trail, still in his thick diaper, behind the dinosaur who has kept him company for the past 20 years of his life. Though barefoot, the trail didn't hurt his feet. It was soft, almost like walking on a puffy cloud. Ben was about to take another step when Sal suddenly stopped. What's wrong? Ben asked, noticing they had come to a bridge crossing. There was a haze in the air, an unusual shimmer in a world that didn't have shadows. As the two of them watched, the shimmer grew darker and darker until it morphed into a creature that looked just as vile as it was ugly. Its teeth were sharp, its eyes were missing, drool dripping down the corners of its mouth that seemed too big for its head and reached back to its pointed ears. The creature's wings were curved and spindly as the talons clicked on the stone bridge, making a horrible scratching noise against stone. The monster flapped its wings as it walked as if trying to steady itself, each time a swoop of the wing eliciting a sound like nails on a faraway chalkboard. The Sog Monster, Sal gloomily said. Here, you'll need this, Sal said, swinging her tail around and offering one of her spikes to him. Pull it out. I don't want to hurt you, Ben said. You won't, the dinosaur smiled. Ben grabbed one of the points and found it came out easily and to his surprise, it was a sword, a shiny curved sword. As Ben watched, another spike grew in its place where he had just removed the sword he now held. The Sog Monster shrieked, the sound so piercing that it shook Ben to his core. His stomach started to feel funny as the sense of danger filled his mind. What happens if the Sog Monster gets me, he thought. Will people find my dead body in a dorm wearing just a diaper? Ben started to panic when Sal began to move towards the terrifying monster. Come on, Sal yelled, charging forward. We need to get past this bridge. The onesie is just up ahead. Ben found all the courage he could inside of him and ran forward, swinging the sword with him. His first blow found its way onto the creature, causing black goo to spray everywhere. Some of it spattered on his face. Ah, it's cold, Ben shivered. Keep fighting, Sal screamed as her tail hit the monster on the leg. Ben gripped the sword tighter and began swinging it once more, hitting the monster on the other leg. The creature let out a yell even louder than before. Sal yelled out, Hit it again! So Ben swung, delivering the final painful blow to the monster, which caused it to explode into a geyser of water. The force of the water threw Ben to the ground. Ben opened his eyes to find the monster was gone. The only trace left of it was the puddles of water on the ground and in his diaper. Ben noticed he couldn't close his legs, he was so wet. Ben inspected his now-soaked diaper, which made him smile. Sal trotted over to Ben to inspect her friend, and then using her tail, got him to his feet. We need to hurry, Ben. It's almost morning. Sal began trotting over the bridge as Ben waddled behind her. Ben began to see over the crest of the bridge a bright golden light. On the other side of the bridge was a pool of water. The water was giving off a soft golden glow. Sal stopped at the bridge's landing before the pool. Ben could see underneath the water was a golden chest. In that chest, you will find the golden onesie. 
Hurry, Ben. We haven't much time. Ben plunged into the water, picking up the golden chest. With one hand holding the chest, he used the other to unlock it. Click. He lifted the lid and was blinded by even more light. When he opened his eyes, he was no longer in the mystic land, but in his cramped dorm. His tiny room was filled with the light of the morning sun. He lifted the covers to find his nighttime diaper was completely soaked, and right beside him was Sal. Was it all a dream? Ben thought. Ben looked at the clock. His first class was going to start in an hour. He jumped out of bed, surprised he hadn't leaked on his sheets. He took the diaper off and cleaned himself off. He grabbed another diaper from the diaper bag under his bed. He put it on and went to his dresser to grab a shirt. When he pulled the drawer open, he was amazed to find a golden onesie? How is this possible, he thought. Ben slipped on the onesie, glanced at his mirror, and smiled. The onesie fit him perfectly. He checked himself up and down, looking at the perfect shape of his padded bottom, the diaper peeking out slightly between his legs, the slight bulge in the front. As Ben pulled on some jeans and sweatshirt over his newfound prize, he felt the confidence of the diaper gods flowing through his veins. Ben went to his first class, but all he could think about was his second class, Science 231. When his first class ended, he walked with his head down to the science building. He was the first person in the lab. As students started to trickle in, he was waiting for the stares and whispers to start, but they never came. Did everyone forget what had happened yesterday? Ben thought. Is the magic of the golden onesie working? Ben then saw Adam walk into class. Adam grinned as he made his way to his seat behind Ben. As he passed, he left a note on Ben's table. The note read, Diaper Boy, in big red letters. Ben quickly grabbed the paper and ripped it up. He got up and threw it away in the trash can in the back of the class. As Ben was walking back to his seat, he could see Adam's sweatshirt had lifted up a bit. Ben's eyes grew wide as he realized hiding underneath his bully's sweatshirt was the same golden onesie he was wearing. Ben's heart started to pound with worry and excitement. Was Adam also a diaper boy? As Ben sat down, he lifted up his sweatshirt a bit so his bully would notice. Get into groups of two, the science professor barked. Work with the person behind you. As Ben turned around, he found his bully was dumbfounded. Adam whispered, Are you wearing a... a golden onesie? Ben whispered back, Yes. Are you? Ben smiled as he knew Adam couldn't deny it. Adam, realizing his secret may be out, quickly got up, bumping the table, knocking over a beaker, and spilling its contents on himself. Everyone in class was now staring at the two boys. Before either of them could say anything, a shriek filled the air. The two boys both looked at each other and knew exactly what that sound was. The Sog Monster. To be continued. Alright kiddos, I hope you enjoyed the story. If you want to see the cover art for this story, you can find that on my Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby. And make sure to check out that link in bio for my Just For Fans page where I post all my steamy content. And make sure to use promo code NewsyBaby at checkout at the Playtime Store. Lots of really fun products coming out for the holiday season. Alright kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. how to read. I don't know how to read, 
but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Playzine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.